Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, uh, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 179. Love one another. Word of revelation. Love frees from error's fall. Love is liberation. Love's way the master trod. He that loves shall walk with God. Love is the royal way. Hymn number 179. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website. On the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings.
And our theme for tonight is Love More for Every Hate is the Fulfillment of God's Law. And the readings will now be given by Mishaela from Canada. The Bible, 1 John. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. If a man says, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he can see, how can he love God, whom he hath not seen? First Samuel And David knew that Saul secretly practiced mischief against him. Then Saul arose and went down to the wilderness of Ziph, having three thousand chosen men of Israel with him to seek David in the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul pitched in the hill of Hakilah, which is before Cheshimon by the way. But David abode in the wilderness and he saw that Saul came after him into the wilderness. And David arose and came to the place where Saul had pitched. So David and Abishai came to the people by night, and behold, Saul lay sleeping within the trench, and his spear stuck in the ground at his bolster. But Abner and the people lay round about him. Then said Abishai to David, God hath delivered thine enemy into thine hand this day. Now, therefore, let me smite him, I pray thee, with the spear even to the earth at once. And I will not smite him the second time. And David said to Abishai, Destroy him not, for who can stretch forth his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? So David took the spear and the curse of water from Saul's bolster, and they get them away, and no man saw it. Then David went over to the other side and stood on the top of an hill afar off, a great space being between them. And David cried to the people, The Lord render to every man his righteousness and his faithfulness, for the Lord delivered thee into my hand today. 
but I would not stretch forth my hand against the Lord's anointed. Then Saul said to David, Blessed be thou, my son David. Thou shalt both do great things and also shalt still prevail. So David went on his way, and Saul returned to his place. Matthew Jesus began to preach and to say, Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? Luke And the chief priests and scribes thought how they might kill him. And while he yet spake, behold, a multitude, and he that was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near to, unto Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? When they which were about him saw what would follow, they said unto him, Lord, shall we smite with a sword? And one of them smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far. And he touched his ear and healed him. Second Thessalonians And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. And if any man obey not our word by the epistle, note that man and have no company with him, that he may be ashamed. Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Romans Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. I will read now correlative passages from prose works by Mary Baker Eddy.
spot is universal, confined to no spot, defined by no dogma, appropriated by no sect. Not more to one than to all is God demonstrable as divine life, truth, and love. And his people are they that reflect him, that reflect love. Hate no one, for hatred is a plague spot that spreads its virus and kills at last. If you have been badly wronged, forgive and forget. God will recompense this wrong and punish more severely than you could him who has striven to injure you. Never return evil for evil. And above all, do not fancy that you have been wronged when you have not been. He that touches the hem of Christ's rope and masters his mortal beliefs, animality and hate, rejoices in the proof of healing, in a sweet and certain sense that God is love. Alas, for those who break with faith, with divine science, and fail to strangle the serpent of sin as well as of sickness. They are dwellers still in the deep darkness of belief. They are in the searching sea of error, not struggling to lift their heads above the drowning wave. What must the end be? They must eventually expiate their sin through suffering. The sin which one has made his bosom companion comes back to him at last with accelerated force. For the devil knoweth his time is short. Here the scriptures declare that evil is temporal, not eternal. The dragon is at last stung to death by his own malice. But how many periods of torture it may take to remove all sin must depend upon sin's obduracy. Who is thine enemy that thou shouldst love him? Is it a creature or a thing outside thine own creation? Can you see an enemy except you first formulate this enemy and then look upon the object of your own conception? What is it that harms you? Can height or depth or any other creature separate you from the love that is omnipresent good, that blesses infinitely 
one and all. Simply count your enemy to be that which defiles, defaces and dethrones the Christ image that you should reflect. Whatever purifies, sanctifies and consecrates human life is not an enemy, however much we suffer in the process. Whatever envy, hatred, revenge, the most remorseless motives that govern mortal mind, whatever these try to do, shall work together for good to them that love God. Why? Because he has called his own, armed them, equipped them, and furnished them defenses impregnable. Their God will not let them be lost, and if they fall, they shall rise again, stronger than before the stumble. The good cannot lose their God, their help in times of trouble. We must love our enemies in all the manifestations wherein and whereby we love our friends. Must even try not to expose their faults, but to do them good whenever opportunity occurs. To mete out human justice to those who persecute and despitefully use one is not leaving the retribution to God and returning blessing for cursing. If special opportunity for doing good to one's enemies occur not, one can include them in his general effort to benefit the race. Like a legislative bill that governs millions of mortals whom the legislator know not, the universal law of God has no knowledge of evil and enters unconsciously the human heart and governs it. Mortals have only to submit to the law of God, come into sympathy with it, and to let his will be done. This unbroken motion of the law of divine love gives to the weary and heavy laden rest. Rest assured that the good you do unto others, you do to yourselves as well. And the wrong you may commit must, will rebound upon you. The entire purpose of true education is to make one not only know the truth, but live it. To make one enjoy doing right. Make one not work in the sunshine and run away in the storm, but work midst 
clouds of wrong, injustice, envy, hate, and wait on God, the strong deliverer who will reward righteousness and punish iniquity. For victory over a single sin, we give thanks and magnify the Lord of hosts. What shall we say of the mighty conquest over all sin? A louder song, sweeter than ever before, reached high heaven, now rises clearer and nearer to the great heart of Christ. For the accuser is not there. And love sends forth her primal and everlasting strain. Self-abnegation, by which we lay down all for truth or Christ in our warfare against error, is a rule in Christian science. This rule clearly interprets God as divine principle, as life represented by the Father, as truth represented by the Son, as love represented by the Mother. Love is the fulfilling of the law. It is grace, mercy, and justice. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 208. The words of this hymn are written by Mary Baker Eddy. O gentle presence, peace and joy and power, O life divine that owns each waiting hour, 
thou love that guards the nestling's faltering flight, keep thou my child on upward wing tonight. Hymn number 208.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for November 1st, 2023. Everyone is welcome here. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the King James Version of the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites, and many of those are in other foreign languages. And as a result, people from across the globe have found God's healing and inspiring word, have been comforted and healed thereby, and have found our church. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our website. It's, it's amazing how much material that we're offering, and it's all pure Christian science, healing and inspiring, and it all comes free of charge and with the love of our church. And I'd like to point out a few th items that we're now featuring on the homepage of our English website, one of which is a beautiful little article entitled Treasure Your Spiritual Birthright by Florence Roberts. I highly recommend it. And we are also featuring our most recent issue of our newsletter. That's a lot of fun to read through that. And also I'd like to mention that recently we posted a new item on Noteworthy News a beautifully inspired item. Check it out. You'll be glad you did. Uh, join us every Sunday here. We start Sundays at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m., and our Sunday school has a teleconference feature, one dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school. And as a result, the students that don't live in the era, area attend our Sunday school by telephone. This means that your child also can attend our Sunday school by phone, regardless of where you live. So call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and the teachers there would be most happy to welcome your child. Uh, we're into November already. That means Thanksgiving will be coming up later on this month, and I would just like to encourage everyone to join us for our annual Thanksgiving morning service that will be held, of course, on Thanksgiving Day, Thursday, November 23rd at 11 a.m. So while you're making your holiday plans, please plan on joining us at 11 a.m. on Thanksgiving for an hour of praise and the giving of thanks. Let's keep this holiday sacred. And one more item before we go on. It's a reminder about our time change this weekend. We will be transitioning from daylight savings time to standard time on Sunday morning. 
And that means we move the clocks back. Our events on Sunday will start one hour later. So please be mindful of the time change this weekend. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Reddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give your testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Also keep in mind when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you, as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you so much for those beautiful readings and so powerful. They should be written on our hearts. In the Bible, Isaiah 45 says, For thy maker is thine husband. As a young bride of 16, Having never lived outside of my parents' home, I rather took on a huge dependency of my human husband. Almost 41 years later, at his passing, it was necessary for me to learn a new meaning of the word husband. What is a husband? A few of the words I can think of are support, love, trust, companionship. I began to realize that all these words were associated with God and most definitely because God is all of these qualities. With my recognition of this fact came several things. First, the desire and ability to take on certain roles considered of the masculine nature. We know, after all, that we can do nothing of ourselves. So that means that we can do anything as long as it is good and right. We also know that as spiritual beings, we are a combination of masculine and feminine qualities. I'm so grateful to be learning these things and to have them showing up in a practical way in my life. The second way, and more importantly, that I'm husbanded by God, is shown by the way that my brother man reaches out to me as a companion, as a friend, as a helper. This is God in action, and it's so wonderful. Words cannot begin to express my gratitude to God for all that he is and does. To Christ Jesus for showing us the way to be. To Mary Baker Eddy for her unending sacrifice in discovering and passing along to us the science of Christianity. And to the Plainfield Church 
for their most important mission to give Christian science to the world. Thank you so much and good night. Thank you. Karen from California, go ahead. Good evening, and thank you for those beautiful readings tonight. The other day, I heard a still small voice say to me, the moment you don't think you need God is the moment that you need him the most. Even though I was not saying I did not need God specifically to myself, I certainly was living as though I thought that. I am so grateful tonight for the progress I have made over the last few years since feeling that something vital was missing from my life. That something was my understanding of my oneness with God. Christian science reiterates and explains all that Christ Jesus taught and illustrated. And one of the most important lessons he taught was, quote, I can of mine own self do nothing. The Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. And my Father hath not left me alone, end quote. These three statements of his we are taught here at Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent to acknowledge to ourselves many times throughout our day. As I started to do this and work with my practitioner here, many subtle natures started coming to the surface <clears throat> that needed to be dropped. They were so ingrained in my consciousness and kept well under cover by outward appearances. I had to be willing to look at them and know they were no part <clears throat> of my Christ consciousness. It's been five years now since first calling my practitioner here, and I am so grateful for the progress I have made in seeing my true selfhood in God. As I have been letting go of a personal sense of self and acknowledging that the only true self is God reflected or expressed, I find I am less weary, anxious, and free to move about with a lot less discomfort. I have more of a desire to bless others and have been given opportunities to do so not only personally, but also through my activities here at Plainfield. Our leader, Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science, says in our textbook, Science and Health, on page 588, that the I am is God, the only ego. Living Christian Science means to acknowledge our oneness with God and letting go of all self-satisfaction, self-will, and self-righteousness. Our daily watch this week <clears throat> also reminds us, quote, If mortal man, through science, is able to reach the point 
or he can begin to regard his belief in material selfhood with satisfaction because it is so well-behaved and good. He is liable to indulge in self-righteousness, which in God's sight is worse than what the world calls outward sin, because it suggests a false achievement. End quote. I am so grateful to be learning that all good comes from God, our Father Mother. I'm grateful to Christ Jesus and to our leader, Mary Baker Eddy. I am also so grateful for all the support from my patient and loving practitioner and to be a member of this church. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I am very grateful for tonight for Christian Science and for the love that is reflected here in Plainfield. Before coming to Plainfield, I felt like I was only capable of a small amount of love, like only enough for a few people. And by the time I arrived at this church, I was in some ways like an abused animal. And because of that, it took a long time for the reflection of divine love that my practitioner and others at this church were cons consistently modeling before I could feel it really seeping into me. And now, all these years later, I am finally able to feel God's love and to feel that love for everyone. And it be has become a deep desire to help this church bring Christian science to the world. It's a wonderful blessing to be able to truly feel now, after those decades of feeling stunted and shut off. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be here and to be a part of this mission. And I am also thankful to my practitioner and other church members for showing me the, the right way to live, the right way to think, and the right way to feel, because it is clear that only Christian science could have made this change in my life. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. I am extremely grateful in learning to let go of false guilt at this church. Over the decades since leaving my abusive childhood, I have sometimes wondered within myself, have I been too harsh? Should I just have taken it? It has been a grand relief in learning here that I am responsible to God for myself for my own thinking, for my own behaviour, and anything else is a false sense of guilt that should not be listened to. This teaching has slowly but surely released me of what malicious mortal mind would suggest. Christmas time, or the bloody holidays, as is rightly referred to here at Plainfield, tries to impose this same false guilt. Each and every time, without exception, when I have reached out to my family under this false sense of guilt, I have been abused and used, limping off to recover in the love of God and then only to be tricked into the same cycle a year or so later. Last Christmas, I was completely and wonderfully healed by my Plainfield practitioner who taught me that my heritage is of God, that I am joint heir with Christ that God is my father-mother, that only the good stays with me from any human experience, that 
the rest was just a bad dream that I am awake to. And also, very wonderfully, that every single one of us is God's child and that he cares for each of my family members also. So recently, I was very grateful for this teaching as I had a specific thought presenting to me along the lines of, you ought to be helping your childhood family with money. In this church, we are taught to take such matters before God. So I prayed about it and I left it with him as I really wasn't sure how to proceed. One morning, I received an SMS from an estranged family member who I've not seen in over 10 years and who, without any preamble, asked me for a huge amount of money. I felt the drag and weight of malicious mortal mind trying to make me sad, trying to impose this false guilt. I'm so grateful for all that I have been taught at this magnificent independent Christian Science Church. From Mrs. Eddy's church manual under Alertness to Duty, we work daily with, quote, It shall be the duty of every member of this church to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion and not be made to forget nor to neglect his duty to God, to his leader and to mankind. By his works he shall be judged and justified or condemned, end quote. So I knew not to jump to this suggestive tune and to leave this matter with God. Well, without any doing on my part, it later transpired that the one petitioning us had lied in order to pressure us into giving them money, and they then cut contact once they knew that we knew the truth. The next morning, any lingering sadness was healed when my shuffle playlist of Plainfield Bible lessons brought up the lesson Man from March 2021, and I heard the account of Joseph, who was sold into slavery by his brothers, and through this trial went on to do great good for God. The reading of this lesson was so filled with God's holy healing power that I had not even a trace of sadness, and I even had a bit of a laugh, as at least I had not been sold. <laughs> So thank you to my Plainfield practitioner for all the pure Christian science teaching. Thank you to the lesson writer and reader for the 21 March lesson. And thank you also, dear Carrie, who spontaneously reached out to me that morning and she told me, quote, bless you for being that light. I am extremely grateful to God for bringing me to this beautiful church. I'm extremely grateful for Christian science and for our holy practitioners for their teaching and support. I am so grateful to you all. So much love to you all. And now we have a testimony from Michelle in Australia. Good evening. I love Christian science and I love Mrs. Eddy and Christ Jesus. I'm so grateful to them for showing us the way. I'm also so grateful for finding the Plainfield Church. Without Plainfield, I would have felt quite despondent the last three years. I have loved your courage in standing up for truth, while many other churches seem to have just accepted the so-called rules that governments try to immorally and illegally place on us. It is lovely to know that in reality we are under God's law, and his motives are always good, and thus there is no reason to fear. I thank God throughout the day for his guidance, love, and protection for all. I wanted to express my gratitude for an experience I had a few years ago. In my early 20s, I was studying for an MBA, which I was going to complete full-time in one year. Due to rather a difficult relationship I was in, 
I found I became very behind in the course, and by Christmas time I felt overwhelmed as I had exams when I came back from my vacation visiting my parents in Kenya. My parents and I discussed whether I should pull out of the MBA, but we decided that it was right that I continue. Although I'd been brought up in Christian Science, I'd left it for several for several years, but I had recently returned and was attending some of the services at a local Christian Science church. I'd also been introduced to Anne Beals's book from the bookmark, Christian Science Treatment, and I was finding it very helpful learning how to use affirmations and denials, as was given by Mrs. Eddy to her workers in her home. I had two weeks to catch up on five months' work. Each morning, I would get up and affirm that I was reflecting the one mind, and if God knew what I needed to study that day, then I certainly would be guided. I denied any lack of time or regret, and I just kept thanking God, Mrs. Eddy, and Christ Jesus. My parents were extremely supportive and helped me to keep the routine of studying all day with only short breaks in between. By the time I went back to England, I was prepared for my exams and I passed them well. I could not have done this without knowing I reflected the one mind. Thank you, Lord. I successfully completed the MBA within the year. I was so grateful to my parents who also love Christian science and were, pre- were prayerfully sharing ideas with me. We enjoy meeting each other on the Unity Watches three times a week. They are in Kenya and I am in Australia. And we love feeling united in prayer with all of you from around the world. I'm also so grateful to Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy for everything they gave to us. They really have prepared us for these seemingly troubling times giving us all the tools we need to know God is the only power. I'm also so grateful to everyone at Plainfield, the amazing practitioners here, the incredible 24-7 reading room website, and also for the Sunday school teachers who give my children Sunday school via teleconference all the way in Australia. I love you all. Thank you. Good evening. And now we have a testimony from Phil in Australia. Good evening. God good guides, guards and governs. He directs and leads us to our right place. A recent testimony regarding relocation and guidance reminded me of our own situation a few years ago. We lived on site and worked at a school but had left our home in a nice beachside suburb and had rented it out for some years due to our work situation. I particularly loved that area and had previously said that we would never leave and never sell. It sure sounds like self-will, doesn't it? (laughs) And as we often hear at Plainfields, where is God in all that thinking? Get human sense out of the way. Well, despite saying that, we had been listening and had been very blessed and directed to, to live and both work for 13 years at the childhood school of my wife. We could never humanly have imagined such a working out for our family. Meanwhile, a few years ago, we had been notified by the agent of our rented home that the tenant had given notice to vacate. So we met up at our property for an inspection and the agent asked us, so when are you moving back into your home? 
which took me by surprise as we were still very busy in our jobs at the school. And he said, have you considered selling? Well, no, that wasn't the plan, or rather wasn't my plan. However, as Mary Baker Eddy tells us, love inspires, illumines, designates and leads the way. Science and Health 454. And we were being led and guided in the right direction. Meanwhile, we were renting out my parents' old family home, which was slowly falling into disrepair. This was a safety concern to my brother and I, and we decided to stop renting it out, to knock it down, and to build two homes on the large block, and sell them as an investment. After a process of searching, we were led to engage an excellent builder who completed the project within 12 months. During the build, my wife and I would visit to check on the progress and always really loved and cherished our visits to the property and to the scenic village, and both felt a real connection there. A short time later, we felt strongly, and with prayer not willfulness, that we should keep it and sell our home as the agent had suggested. The entire sale process went harmoniously. Our supply was surely met and as a result we were able to fund the build on our beautiful new seaside home. When it was completed, we were divinely inspired and led to source the right furnishings and decorative interior design touches to complete it. Love indeed blesses and takes us all the way. Fifteen months later, we had nameless nothing and a year of lockdowns, which ended with our jobs being terminated along with our work accommodation. Thanks to God's guidance, direction and provision, we were so blessed to be able to move permanently to our new home, which we love, with lovely community, beaches, village and coastal walks. We could never have imagined such timely blessings as all this, in our human limited way, but God, divine mind, had already planned and provided it for us, giving us the foresight with the expectation of all good, to trust, to build and sell, relocate and move, and all the other steps in between. So very grateful to Christ Jesus, to Mary Baker Reddy for discovering this science, and to Plainfield Independent for sharing pure Christian science with the world. And thank you for the readings tonight. Thank you. Good evening. Thank you for the service this evening and the beautiful readings on love being the fulfillment of the law, and also for all the wonderful, inspiring testimonies. Tonight, I wanted to just express my gratitude for being taught here in Plainfield the importance of the right understanding of love, and that divine love is the answer to every problem that we may encounter in our lives or in our nation or the world. This divine love that is so evident in this church and is so beautifully demonstrated by our faithful and steadfast practitioners who are always available to support and teach us, helping us to grow in our understanding and practice of Christian science. Every church service, roundtable, and Bible study, the heavenly music and hymns, our websites, and the watches done here are all the highest examples of divine love expressed. 
I'm so grateful to God for loving us with his everlasting love and for Christ Jesus and Mrs. Eddy and for her priceless gift of Christian science. This church truly is the supreme example, I don't know another word, for love being the fulfillment of the law. I'm very grateful for my practitioner's strong and loving support and to all that we are given in this beautiful plain field church and so grateful to be a member. Thank you. Thank you. Tony or Lenny from North Carolina, go ahead. Thank you. Um, I began uh, management of a of a new team, and one of the one of the people that I have to manage is uh, you'd say very, a very like an ultra aggressive person. And in a recent meeting I had with him and some several of the other leaders in the company, uh, which I was running, he took the meeting over completely toward the end. It just kind of wrestled it away from me. And um, I knew that was not right. I should not have done that. Uh, there were some other things that had popped up. Um, I had been warned about him. And um, I immediately went to, to pray about this. Um, I had been working with The Way, and I started with self-knowledge. And I realized that I had a tendency to sometimes put trying to keeping trying to keep the relationship over everything else. Like the relationship was the most important thing. And I knew from Mrs. Eddie's example, um, you we have to address error when we see it. Um, so I knew I wasn't going to back down. Um, and we've also been taught here that we want to handle fear in the morning. So I've been doing that. Uh, pretty regularly, and um, this morning I felt uh, very inspired, very loving uh, toward him, um, really seeing him as the image of God. And I, I was thinking back, I knew what he had done uh, was not an offense to God, and so I chose myself not to be offended, and that really freed me from any kind of personal sense about this. So I called the meeting with him, and I addressed some of the issues that I had noticed with him. Um, but I did it in such a way that was just very genuine, and I would, had just finished my prayers. And uh, we wrestled around a little bit because he's the type of person he is, but um, he came around. And all everything just kind of melted and faded away, and he said he was actually looking forward to accomplishing a lot of things uh, with me on the team. And I just, I finished that meeting with him just so inspired, knowing that, uh, you know, love truly is the answer uh, for solving, you know, individual challenges we might have with people and these larger issues that we are being faced with on the national stage. And I thought the, the readings tonight were absolutely beautiful, just uh, the perfect testimony for everything that's going on, and uh, certainly I'll be going back to re reread those again, Michelle. So thank you so much, and uh, grateful to be here tonight. Thank you, Linda. Thank you very much for the beautiful readings. 
I'm very grateful to be here tonight and for all the avenues for practical instruction and in how to live Christian science daily. One of the disciplines is to stay in the present moment, focusing on what is needed now. And it's been a challenge for me, either looking back in the past or rushing ahead and forward. And I'm very grateful for uh, the deep lessons I'm gaining, especially recently, about the importance of just being in the now. Mrs. Eddy says, we possess only now. And uh, another article I found called A Fresh New Start by Mary Beth Singletary says, quote, all good exists in the ever-present now, end quote. And then I had a member lead me a quote from Isaiah, a little card that reminded me where it says, quote, I will do a new thing now, <clears throat> it shall spring forth, end quote. And uh, I realized how disobedient and wasteful it is to be ruminating about the past or feeling sorry for yourself, the form of uh, pride and selfish and careless to be caught up in thinking, uh, feeling bad about it or feeling guilty when you only have now, right now, to think right and to not to be worrying or rushing into the future. And it's a work in progress, but I'm so grateful to be here and uh, learning to understand this concept better and uh, grateful to be part of this mission that's bringing forth the correct understanding of Mrs. Eddy's Christian science that she sacrificed so much for uh, based on Jesus' teaching in the Bible and to be with uh, this church uh, going forward and all the people who have gone before us so that we could be here now. Thank you. Thank you. Luba from Ohio, go ahead. Good evening. Recently, mine directed me what to do concerning property I had to sell. I was told the land had to be surveyed before any sale could be made. I'm so grateful that mine told me who to go to to get the best estimate. It was all taken care of very quickly. Thank you, God. Also, I'm, very, I'm forever grateful to my loving practitioner for her continual support and encouragement. And thanking God and Christian science for all that has been provided. Good evening. Thank you. Gary. Well, I'm very grateful that Christian science teaches us it shows us that there is a law of God, a law of good that heals and blesses all of us if we accept and obey that law and live in accordance with it. In our textbook, there's, uh, uh, Mrs. Eddy writes that um, truth, life, and love are a law of annihilation to everything unlike themselves, because they declare nothing except God. 
Well, this idea that they are a law of annihilation is something that I think sets Christian science apart, gives me a great deal of comfort. I think it gives us all a great deal of comfort. I mean, Jesus knew that divine truth, life, and love were a law of God. And that is how he healed. He annihilated a lot of disease and a lot of sin. And he annihilated the belief in death for a lot of people. And that is how Christian science heals. Well, I've been healed of many things through the study and practice of Christian science, and often with the help of a Christian science practitioner from this church. And with every healing I have experienced has come a greater sense of the presence and power of God, a greater confidence in our authority over sin and sickness and death through God, just as Jesus taught. In the Bible, we read, The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Well, this is a liberating way to live, knowing that no matter what the problem is, there is a law of God that is always there to help us. Well, there is no greater comfort for me, for any of us really, than to know that there is a law of God that will help to meet whatever the problem is. So I'm very grateful for all that I have been learning in this church. I'm very grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for discovering Christian science and for giving it to the world. So very grateful to be here with you all tonight. And thank you, Ms. Sheila, for those fine readings tonight. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Mishila, for the beautiful readings tonight. And truly, it is love that the whole world needs right now. I wanted to share, um, it's been coming to me so much, what Mrs. Eddie has given us, our daily prayer, reading, Thy kingdom come, let the reign of divine truth, life and love be established in me, and rule out of me all sin, and may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. I'm feeling very strongly about this duty or prayer, whatever you choose to call it, because it feels like it is what our world needs right now. If we all knew what it is to love each other, All be, we will have more peace. If love is established in all mankind, would we all not be journeying upwards, realizing more and more our indestructible unity with our loving Father, Mother God? This is just to me so much that this prayer Perhaps we all need to give it a little bit more attention, more uh, seriously thinking of the rest of the world when we pray in the mornings after our lessons. I just felt like this had to be shared. So I'm thankful for every testimony so far. Christian science does heal. 
And no matter all the <laughs> challenges that are going on to prove it otherwise, not true. Not true. I'm so grateful to know it. It's changed my life. I saw it change my father's life, my mother's life. And I, I really feel that if we can all pray with this truth that love is established in all of us, we will go a long way in demonstrating what Mrs. Eddie has left us to share with the whole world. Grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 236. I'll read the third verse. As stars in their courses never contend, as blossoms their hues and harmony blend, as bird voices mingle in joyful refrain, so God's loving children in Concord remain. Hymn number 236.